So hard talks are easy, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to have them because they're not fun, but you gotta have them to move the team forward. And we're gonna get into how to have them the right way. And by doing them over and over, you're gonna get a lot better at them and you are gonna build your brand as a leader. It's time for the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stress, and I know whether you're starting a small business, you're a solopreneur, or a leader in a large company, you need to collaborate with people. I want to help you make those collaborations fulfilling, productive, and as profitable as possible. So every Monday morning, we'll drop a new podcast episode to do just that. So let's get into today's discussion. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're having a fantastic week. So we are going to talk about having the hard talks. And this is the, probably the most or the least, I should say, the most least favorite thing um, a leader can do or wants to do. Yet it's the thing that drives you crazy the most is people not doing the behaviors you need them to do. And so let's just start with stop paying a prepayment penalty on development, because when you don't address issues and have the hard talk, that's what you're really doing. You, you want to get your team to a certain place and be successful, of course. But when you're not addressing some of these behaviors, especially the hard behaviors of what they're not doing or how they're annoying people, or maybe it's your most productive person on the team and you don't want to disrupt the workflow, you're really paying a prepayment penalty on development. In other words, you're not getting where you really want to get with a team. You're willing to sacrifice allowing some of these behaviors to go on to get what you want. So why are these talks so hard? hard to have. And one of the reasons is yourself as the leader. It's not, you know, so much most leaders just want to be liked, but they don't want to be disliked either. And that's a different thing. When you're going out of your way to just be liked and uh, just doing things for people, th that is not the same as not being hated, being tolerated, being respected. Uh, we don't want to go there. We don't want to be the hammer. Yet the behaviors that are happening are the things that are really holding your team back, maybe even holding that person back. So the question is, are you really leading without having hard talks? Because the reality is whatever behaviors that is allowed to occur, that is allowed to continue, that's what's really in charge. You might think you're in charge. You may kind of semi sort of address things and think you've made some headway. But unless you've really had those talks, you really set those boundaries. It's what you're allowing to occur. What's in charge, what the team knows to be true about what's going on in the environment. So you've got to start having those talks and really setting those boundaries and protecting those. So why isn't this ever taught? When you think about all the different leadership concepts that are out there, there's really not very many that get into this. Certainly not a lot of, I mean, there is books and things on it, but it's not a subject that comes up a lot. It doesn't seem like it, it, a lot of the fun stuff, how to motivate a team, how to motivate an individual and those kinds of things seem to be everywhere, but it isn't really taught. 
not. It's almost kind of reserved for higher level leaders or somebody in the HR department to deal with a problem. But you think about an emerging leader or a beginning leader of how to have those. And there's a lot of caveats to them, of course, especially if you go down the road of getting into any kind of legality or talking about not necessarily a disability, but something covered under the Disability Act, whether it's a physical impairment or a mental one, that's something a lot of times we shy new leaders away from making some of those higher level decisions because we're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, ask the wrong questions. So it's almost like we always want this outside thing or this outside person to really address a lot of these behaviors that wind up creating having a hard talk. So on the one hand, a lot of leaders are told, you know, they're not really taught to have these talks. But then on the other hand, they're told they got to hold the team accountable. A lot of times that word accountable is in a negative connotation of, you know what that means. When things aren't going right, we're just going to document it or, or a lot of leaders sweep it under the rug, don't even address it because they don't want to have those hard talks. And ignoring it is certainly not going to help. But when you really think about it, the things you got to have hard talks about are the most annoying things that keep you up at night as a leader that you want to solve, want somebody to fix because you just don't want them doing it. And you hear me talk a lot in different podcasts about constantly talking about your want, what you want and you should do that. But inevitably, at some point, either somebody in your team, it's going to be a, a bad hire. It's going to be somebody just made a poor decision, uh, whatever that is. So no matter how great of a stage you set, at some point, somebody's going to violate those standards that you put in place and you have to deal with it. And that's one thing you really don't want to do is do that, but you have to do it. So let me ask you this. Would you pay someone for you to give them a bad Yelp review? Because that's what you kind of do when that happens. Like you go to a restaurant, it was horrible service. You've already paid them, but now you got to get them up, give them a bad Yelp review, right? And, and that happens. But how often would you be going back to that place? Would you do it over and over and over? And yet you have all these people that are on your team that you work with day in and day out. And when you don't address these behaviors, you don't have these hard talks. That's that's in a sense what you're doing. You think about going to a restaurant with either poor quality food or poor service and you continue to pay them just so later after the meal or, or whatever, you're going to give them a bad review or you're even going to tell other people. But then you, you, you go back there. It, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? That why would I do that? But yet when you're not addressing those kind of issues on your team, isn't that exactly what you're doing? You're allowing that behavior to continue over and over and over and you're not addressing it. And you're basically, you are paying a price of lack of productivity or other dysfunction amongst the team. So you're paying and you're paying their paycheck to give them a bad Yelp review to, you're, you're frustrated. You're gonna talk to somebody about it. Maybe you're gonna give them a bad evaluation or if your company is one of those kind of companies that generates written, you write people up, counseling statements, that sort of thing. You're, you're paying, you are paying to write a bad Yelp review. And it doesn't make any sense, does it? So in this article from Psychology Today, they give some great tips kind of how to set the stage before you actually have one of these tough conversations. And, and quite honestly, there's no great surefire way to have one where there's never going to be tension or anxiety. But there are ways that you can do things to kind of lessen that blow to make it a little bit easier to at least get the conversation started. So the first thing they talk about is preparation for the meeting. 
So when you talk about having a challenging topic to talk about, almost kind of warn them because I've seen this happen both ways where you tell them, hey, you know what? Um, next Wednesday, we're going to have to sit down and talk about X or talk about Y. And that a lot of times gives them time to prep for the conversation. But there's some downsides to that because sometimes they're going to be talking about it with people like, why do they want to talk to me about that or whatever? Or they figure out ways to defend things. Or if you set up enough days in between the time you ask to talk to them and the time you actually talk to them, they change their behavior. And then when you sit down, they say, well, uh, you know, I've been great. I've been doing really well, but only for the past couple of days to try to make it sound like it's a pretty good thing. And it really isn't. There is an upside, I think, sometimes to, I don't want to say blindside somebody, but not give them an opportunity to think about it. But even with all of that, the one issue I personally have with the whole preparation thing is that shouldn't be a surprise that whatever behaviors you're getting ready to talk about isn't acceptable. So it is good to prep for any kind of meeting and let people know, hey, this is what we're going to be talking about. Be prepared. But on the other hand, if you truly are blindsiding somebody with some of this, there's a there's a problem going on because they should already kind of know that this sort of thing or whatever it is you're going to talk about shouldn't be new. Uh, the next thing you talk about is ground rules. So when you think about how you're going to have the meeting, and this is kind of ground rules for you and them, depending on how heated it's going to get, but you lay some ground rules about how you're going to interact, how you're going to talk, who's going to talk first, who's going to talk second, not raising your voice or pointing your finger at someone. Because remember, you're dealing with the behavior, not the person. And when you do that, you sit somebody down and you, you know, even if you've done the preparation and you look at them and you say, you did this, and it immediately builds a wall up to the person you're talking about. They get closed off. Rather than saying, hey, I've noticed this kind of performance and just talk about the behavior as if it's like the other, the third person in the room kind of, so you know, just, you want to talk about that so they're not automatically defensive. That can really break down that wall. When you start, you know, you versus them, that's, that's a problem. The other thing is you want to speak really calmly, look them right in the eye because the body language and the tone inflection is really gonna, I mean, sometimes, hey, I get it. Sometimes you just want to tear somebody up, depending on what they did, you know, or how dumb it was. You really want to go after them and it's not helpful. It's not productive and you can't get in this battle. You really want to speak calmly, speak to the facts that you know them as possible and really try not to make it personal really stick within what that behavior is you're talking about, not that person. They talk about not doing any name calling, screaming, cursing, insults. If you're doing that, you're you're not doing this right. And if you feel like that's where that conversation is going to go, you probably need the preparation more than they do. And you need to maybe take a, take a walk around the building and really think things through kind of thing. Next thing you want to do is in describing your concerns and the things you'd like to see happen differently, be clear as possible and use specific examples examples. Because in the previous podcast, I talked about having to determine when somebody isn't performing the right way, will versus ability, meaning the will. Do they have the will to do it or they just didn't want to or the ability. And most of your hard talks really aren't going to center around ability most of the time. Most of the time it's going to be about the will to do the right thing. But you want to be clear about that and make sure that's happening. Next thing for sure, once you start talking, there really shouldn't be any interrupting between you two. And I have personally like stopped a meeting like that when it was starting to like I couldn't get the person to stop interrupting me. Like I wanted to get just I wasn't like giving a monologue. I just wanted to 
get a complete thought out to get their response. And a lot of times they were just interrupting. They, they wanted to prove me wrong. They wanted to show evidence of why it's not true. We just weren't getting anywhere. So you may have to like stop the meeting for a minute and say, listen, we're not getting to say it. We're not getting anywhere. I need to speak. You need to speak. We need to make sure we hear each other. And that's the next thing is make sure each of you understand what you're saying and what you're meaning. So there's no cloudiness and approach the conversation with openness and an interest to solve the problem. And before I've said, look, you don't need to be a psychologist to be a leader and certainly not asking you to be, but sometimes problems come up um, depending on what it is. And you, you don't know the backstory of what triggered that. And you never know what's that person's been through that could possibly be triggering a bad behavior that you just didn't understand if you had a little bit more information like that. Now, it doesn't excuse the behavior, but at least you can investigate it. At least you can kind of figure it out and, and set some parameters and say, well, you know, in a business environment like we're in, that's not going to fly. But at least you understand where they're coming from. Make sure you stay on the topic. People who want you are instigating the hard talk because you're the leader. They will definitely want to go off on a tangent, bring up something else. Well, you should talk to so-and-so about this. And one of the things I like to say is, hey, you know what? A cop doesn't catch every speeder, but you're still speeding. Is that kind of reference of they, they will want to say somebody else is doing it or the last manager or leader didn't care or whatever that is. They'll always want to change the subject and you can't do it. Don't walk away or leave the conversation without the other person's agreement. That could be as simple as calling a timeout. Maybe you haven't solved the problem yet, but one thing you do, you have to institute is whether you're finished or not. Say when you leave this room, you cannot be walking around talking about it. You can't be interacting with people and complaining about it and, and trying to get their input and all those things. So whether you're not getting anywhere, say, okay, you know what? We need to stop right here. We're going to meet tomorrow. We're going to meet in two days. Or you've actually got resolution to the problem. That needs to be the end of it and move on with that. And then take responsibility for feeling the way you do rather than blaming the other person. So, you know, get them to understand that whatever's going on, why it makes you feel the way you do. Hey, we've got these boundaries in this, this strategy in our culture of how we deal with each other, or how we solve a problem, or what kind of work we do, how we treat the customer, how we treat the product, all those things all together. And we get them to understand that that's where your concern lies and not whoever you're speaking to is a bad person. And then one of the last feelings you have to really overcome as the leader is don't have assumptions. You know, you've worked with this person day in and day out for months, maybe even a couple of years, and you kind of feel like you know them. And sometimes that can be dangerous because you already assume, oh, they're this, so this is what's going to happen rather than truly knowing why it happen? Or do they even understand what the important part of that is? So really, you got to leave your assumptions at the door and talk about what the behaviors are that are, that are need to be corrected and need to be resolved and stick with that and not assume you know why they did it or why they're not doing something or whatever it is they're going through. If you have those assumptions, you are probably going to not ask the right questions and you're not going to get to the, the, the answer you're looking for. It's just not going to happen. So one of the biggest reasons why this is so important. Um, you go back to podcast 20 and talk about the hidden productivity killer. Now, a big portion of that is how the leader is. I've always said the leader's attitude controls the culture level and how you approach things. But a lot of that has to do with, are you having some of these hard talks you need to have, or are we automatically promoting the person who's having the bad behavior because we're not addressing it? So their behaviors actually become in charge and you're no longer the thermostat for for your team's culture. Their behaviors are because you failed to address them. So the first question for that is, 
are you modeling the behavior you're looking for? I know this seems very academic, but I've seen it a hundred times or more, unfortunately, where the leader is acting the way that they don't want other people to act. I have actually seen leaders who don't like it when other people are funny in the room, but they think they're a comedian. It, it sounds silly and ridiculous, but it's true. And you have to model the behavior you're looking for, or you, you can't come up with things like, oh, well, because I'm the leader, I can call this audible and just be different, or you're gonna respond to something angrily. You know, you just cannot be what you're asking your team to be. It's never gonna work. And you have to understand understand that having those hard talks is actually part of your leadership brand. And we talk about branding all the time. And you know, over the past few years, it seems like this new phrase people have coined, but it's it's actually true whether you realize it or not. Like how people view you, how your team views you, your superiors view you is your brand. Your brand, when you think about a brand of a product, what's the first thing you think of when you look at that product? Well, that's exactly what happens with you as a leader in whatever business space you control when your name is mentioned. When somebody asked about you, there's this brand that pops up in their head with their people. Now for your team, that's kind of a currency, if you will, on how much they're going to follow you, how much they're going to be inspired by you is your brand. And if you're not having these hard talks, in other words, if you're just letting people get away with stuff or certain people, and this is usually what happens. It's, it's not everybody. It's certain people on your team based on you know how much their, their output is or how much they get done for you. Or if you fall into that trap of really hanging out with the part of your team that's just like you, because that's a very natural thing for any human being to do, not about managers and things like that. And of course, we you know, many of us have probably worked in a place where we have that saying that, oh, they're part of the country club. You know, they're in the group. They're, they're, they're one of the gang, all that kind of stuff. That's all true. But a lot of times humans, they just gravitate toward humans like themselves. That's just a normal thing. And as a leader, that's something you have to recognize and fight. But a lot of times that's what happens. You don't address people that you are around a lot. And then you want to make excuses for it. Oh, you just don't know them. You don't understand. Or, uh, you know, just they'll be fine or you'll be fine. It's just, it gets you in a whole bunch of trouble and it really hurts your brand because you got to be that person for everybody on your team. They have to see you the same way. So if you haven't been having hard talks, it's not something you like doing, but you know you need to. So so start small. Just start with little things that little corrections and get used to talking to people about things. And if you're the type that you really haven't had hard talks in a long time or ever, and then you start kind of going down that road, your people are going to question you because they're, they're not used to seeing that behavior out of you. So you, you have to be okay with that. Somebody may just be totally blunt with you and say, well, why are you at all of a sudden concerned or whatever? Own up to it. Say, you know, I should have already addressed this and I haven't but now I am. Be that resolute with it, but own it. Own the fact that you haven't been doing it because they know you haven't been doing it. There's no reason to make anything up. You're just going to kill your brand even more by doing that. So start small and start having hard talks softly, meaning don't join the fight. And this is really hard when you have to deal with somebody and they get super animated and super loud and you you want to be right or you want to show them how they're wrong. And that's the worst thing you can do is kind of join what they're doing. For a point of honesty here, sometimes it's just not your call as the leader. It's, it's not in a sense of you do, if you work for a really large company, a lot of times you do need to have somebody in human resources to okay it or 
for your immediate supervisor to okay something when you you're wanting to to say you know what this person really should not be on our team they really shouldn't a lot of times you'll get a lot of pushback with that particularly in a large company and it might not be your call and it could be very frustrating to to deal with but your people still need to see your brand of of who you are and how you are so they know that you're that kind of person so here's a harvard business review on how to have difficult conversations when you just don't like conflict begin from a place of curiosity and respect and stop worrying about being liked. that's a really great way to approach it and kind of almost not put them back on their heels so to speak but let's say some bad behavior happened i don't know how they talk to a customer or maybe there was an argument between two of your 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 staff and one was way over the top belligerent and arrogant or whatever you want to call it you, you pull them into a room in your office wherever and you start the conversation they're talking about like curiosity say hey I thought we agreed to talk to each other like this, but what I just saw and, and kind of start the conversation that way and see what they say. And this is why it's so incredibly necessary to front load your expectations, to lay the culture, lay the boundaries out all the time, because that's what makes hard talks a little easier later because you can start from a place of curiosity. You can start with, hey, uh, we agreed to this. You already agreed to this, so why aren't we? And it's so important important to really listen to what you're hearing, not what you're saying. I mean, you really, you want to ask some super open-ended questions and really let them just talk. Let them go. Don't let them get through half a sentence and want to interject. It's because it's almost like the, the more they talk, a couple of things happen with that. They wind up to, they start saying some things. I think when they say it out loud, they kind of realize what they actually did and why it's not okay. And all those, it's almost like they talk themselves into admitting that they were wrong. But the more talking you do, you're just kind of talking at them. So if you are doing that, and I'm talking about a problem with, you know, somebody who's not getting projects done on time. I'm not talking about the major stuff because there are some problems that don't warrant a meeting so you think about things like sexual harassment or stealing or any of those kinds of things that's just there's no conversation to be had there that's just got to go it is, you got to be done but when you're talking about like job performance on things like getting projects done and they're really struggling with that that's where you really got to point that out but ask questions to where they got to kind of explain it to you and that's where you they really kind of almost kind of self-admit that they got problems Problems. And always be direct. Rip the band-aid off and say what the problem is. Because to you, it might sound like the more you dance around it, the less important it's going to sound. Just lay it out there, almost like a, a heading, a title of an article. This is what happened and it can't. So let's talk about it. And kind of start there. Because the more wishy-washy you are about it, the longer that conversation is going to go on and the less important it's going to sound to that person. Please don't put it off. It's the, kind of the same thing as recognition. I've talked about that constantly. If recognition is not timely, it almost doesn't mean anything. Well, bad behaviors are the exact same way that you don't address them when they happen because it's kind of like you get that same kind of response of, what are you talking about? Oh yeah, that? Oh, that was weeks ago. What now we're talking about? Yeah. All of that and like 10 things have happened since then and they're thinking, well, why is this even a problem? This doesn't even make sense to me. So don't put it off after you get started. Like, when it happens, just get to 
the problem because you want to solve it and you 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 start setting the stage for people to understand that you are going to deal with things when they happen like that's part of your brand you don't put it off and lastly expect a positive outcome because remember we're talking about meetings here with people i guess for lack of a better term we can save them we're not firing them they're not, they haven't done anything so egregious that we need to kick them off the team yet we're really we're talking about some performance issues and things like that or maybe a one-off you know argument with another team member that normally doesn't happen it's just not their normal behavior so we need to address that but expecting a positive outcome that's the goal of how do we solve this behavior and not come back to it again so we've been talking about having hard talks but how do you have less of them and they say wait a second we just got done listening to a whole podcast about hey you got to have hard talks as part of your brand all that but one of the best ways to not have hard talks or to deal with them is to have less hard talks. So you, like I said earlier, you've got to set the parameters for what you expect. And it can't be once. It's almost like companies with mission strategies and, and things like that, where they come up with this long convoluted mission statement, and they post it on the wall and nobody can recite it. Well, you can't do that with what the culture boundaries are going to be on your team. You can't just say them once. It's got to come up all the time. So if you're having weekly meetings, there has to be something that is a static thing in your meeting, or maybe your meeting agenda is set up to reinforce all those things. It doesn't matter, but you have to talk about it all the time and reward the behaviors you like. Um, constantly setting that, getting people to row the boat in a certain direction together. That That's just normal. When you start doing that, that is what's going to create you having less talks because people are going to understand that that's who they are and that's how their team's going to operate. So you want to prompt the hard talks by setting the culture, but more importantly, set the strategy. And what I've always said is your strategy is your daily behaviors and decisions. That's the key right there. So no matter what kind of culture boundaries you set, no matter what kind of mission statement you make, the strategy is what's important. And every strategy should be behaviors that occur every day to get you to the goals that you're trying to accomplish and live in that space. Daily behaviors and decisions filter through to make the strategy work, to get to the goals, to not allow all this outside interference to disrupt all of that, to protect that. And talking constantly about the behaviors you want, when you do that, just about all your people gravitate to that. And so even when you're having people who struggle with that, they're really gonna become outsiders. It's, it's gonna be one or two. And talked before in a podcast about where are you gonna spend your time and how often we spend so much time with people who aren't doing the right things, we don't see all the good things. And there is way more good going on than bad or your organization would be shut down. It wouldn't work. It'd be bankrupt. It'd be closed. If you are open, if you are making money, if your company is moving forward, I promise you there is more good stuff going on than bad stuff. It's just like Tony Robbins would say, you know, where focus goes, energy flows. So be consistent with your compass, your direction. Always be thinking about that. When you micromanage and say, we're only going to this point, we're only going here. You're not really thinking about a company a general direction of what we're trying to accomplish. And when you put your energy into everything that's going wrong or you spend way too much time dealing with a problem or you don't deal with them and they just fester and grow, you don't focus on the good stuff. You cannot be in two spaces at once. So for you to grow as a leader and more than that, grow as a human being, you cannot develop a team by begging them or getting them
them to like you. Having the hard talks, setting the standards, getting your team to understand that part of your brand is you you are always going to address the things that need to be addressed and protect the culture of that team. That is what's going to propel your team forward. Thank you so much for joining me for another show. Please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues and start up your own discussions on the topic of the show. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. And check out the links in the show notes and give us a rating so we know how we're doing and five stars would be pretty sweet. So until next week, remember, you know you have to get work done with other people, but how you get done work with other people is entirely up to you.